Welcome to In Their Best Interest, a podcast about elevating student voices because it's in their best interest to include them in the education conversations we have about them. Thanks for listening. Okay, so today I'm sitting here with a couple students from Why Wake Walks, and um, I'm going to have you just introduce yourself first, so we'll start with you. Uh, I'm Shield Patel from Panther Creek High School, and I'm a senior. Great. I'm Lily Levin. I'm from Cary Academy, and I'm a junior. I'm Reagan Dovell, and I'm from Green Hope, and I'm a senior. Great. So um, let's start with just tell us a little bit about Why Wake Walks and what your platform is and how you got started. So basically we had this um, pretty big platform um, that we started with on social media and it was kind of like we want more, we want a, a statewide GBRO and a GBRO is basically a gun violence restraining order where you can basically file it against an individual who you think may be violent and so that was one of our um, one of our points and then it was also like we we want to have more comprehensive background checks But that's also pretty nebulous like we, we're not really sure what that exactly means um, And then some other points I, I'm totally blanking better mental um, yeah, right, health Education right. for teachers and for students so that we can address those issues We also had it was very vague at the beginning and then we went and Lily went in and did a lot of research and helped yes. us um, perfect yeah. it so I basically went in and I researched a lot of the statistics behind um, purchasing firearms, especially like as related to like the gun show loophole. So basically like in America, you it's required to have a background check, but um, you don't have to have a background check if it's like counted as a secondhand sale. So if it happens at like a flea market or like someone from um, a house and then they also don't have to fill out the form to give it to you. So it basically happens all like I guess undercover and one in five of those like transactions happen without a background check and so I went in and I kind of like inserted that information and some in more information about like um, having like mental health professionals in schools um, I got some feedback from another teacher about SROs and how like SRO sometimes minority communities feel targeted by SROs so um, just mandatory SRO training um, and um, I also researched like the the, um, the background of all the gun laws in America and how like it's legal to buy an automatic weapon um, before um, 1986 because that's when that's when they um, implemented the ban on automatic weapons. But it's also legal to buy a semi-automatic weapon, and if you have a bump stock, then you can turn it into automatic. So we we wanted like a a ban on semi-automatic weapons and then also like something to amend that law on um, the 1986. Um, platform I guess and like all, all obviously all of this is like at the federal level and it's pretty um, it's pretty like widespread and um, comprehensive but like just kind of putting pressure on our legislators that like this is what we want to do and like this is coming from the students is super important and then we also got some feedback about what we didn't want so I wrote on the website that like we we do not want to arm our teachers um, because we don't want to turn schools into like militarized um, zones and because like there's so many statistics that show that like teachers don't want to be armed and that it's just not going to be effective and um, and then we also wanted to um, have a repeal of the Dickey amendment which basically says that the CDC can't look into um, gun deaths as like a as like an American like health problem um, so so it's basically like propaganda for um, for like gun owners essentially in that like because you can't publicize it as a health problem, like it kind of, they kind of are under the radar. Um, 
also, I, re I did a lot of research on the Dickey Amendment because it's something that I'm really passionate about. I think that any policy you make should have science behind it. If you don't have science and logic behind the policies, that's how are you going to accomplish anything? That's just you hypothesizing things. Um, that's fine. Science is fine. But um, <laughs> the way the Dickey Amendment works is it actually doesn't explicitly say they can't research um, gun violence. What it does is it strips them of all the funding. And so currently the CDC just does not have that budget to be able to research it. And that blows my mind because if we really want to solve this solution, I mean solve this problem, we need evidence-based solutions. And so we need the raw data and the statistics so then lawmakers can use that when they're creating their policies and not just look at their bank accounts and see how much money they're yeah. going to get from the NRA. And it's really interesting because I read an article that said that Senator Dickey, the senator who, who sponsored this amendment, actually has come out and said, like, I regret this. Like, this has been a really bad policy decision on my part. Um, and so, like, the fact that, like, he was one of the proponents, the, like, main proponent of this amendment, but then he's come out against it means that, like, we should also be moving forward and, like, be willing to, like, repeal it as well. That is quite impressive of the amount of research that you've done and and showing too that <laughs> that you know this isn't something that you just are that you are not aware of and that you don't have a lot of background knowledge on. Um, Reagan, could you talk to us about? I know you were um, instrumental in starting to try to get some some schools together and what you started at Green Hope and how that led into Why Wake Walk. I was writing my civics paper about gun violence because we had to choose a topic that we could use the Constitution in. So I wrote mine about gun violence and then while I was writing that was the day of the Parkland shooting and after that happened I got really upset and I wrote an article to the News and Observer or a letter to the News and Observer because I work a lot with the special needs kids at my school and we had a fire drill that week and like the kids don't respond well to loud noises so I was like what happens if a shooter comes in like what are they gonna do they literally don't understand a fire drill so if I'm with them and I'm responsible for them I can't protect them so I went off on like a tangent in my email I wasn't even planning on submitting it and then I just went ahead and submitted it and it got published and then my principal read it and she recognized my name and she called me into her office and she's like this is great we're gonna some, some of the students are working together to start something at Green Hope and do you want to be a part of it? So I said yes and I missed first period for a week straight because Falcon Newsfeed, which is who organized it at my school, is only first period. So I missed my first period to go with them and work and we did Why Green Hope Walks. I don't know who came up with that but that's how we came up with Why Wake Walks and we walked, we did our school walkout and then we did it before all the other schools to like make a statement and then we said let's do something else on one of the national days since our walkout was on February 28th none of the other schools did it that day so we wanted to have something on the 14th or April 20th even though that was far away to keep pressure on the legislators and we had said like let's get people to go down to the legislative building and like protest after school one day or something and this kid in our group Peyton he was in the conversation and then the next thing I know he like reached out to all these other schools he runs track and cross country so he has contacts at all these schools and like he had a group message and like the next day in class he was like oh yeah you can be a rep so I got brought into it and then she got into it from yeah there. so originally I was added um, I was organizing the walkout at my school we started I started a petition because the day they announced that um, a lot of people were gonna walk out uh, nationwide or something like the first day I got a lot of DMs 
because people wanted me to help organize it because I'm very active at my school and I'm like, I'm the senior class president. So a lot of people were like, you should help, like you should organize it. So I created a petition so that I could go up to my principal and be like, hey, here's 100 signatures, like we're doing this, this is a thing, I'm not asking for permission, I'm just giving you, telling you that we're doing this. By the end of the day, it had about 1,000. And by the end of the week, it had 15,000 signatures. And so someone added me into a chat and it was started by Peyton. It was like six people and my friend um, who ran track with him, that's how, like, that's how he got my number. And originally it was an Android chat, so we had a problem with that. So then I created the GroupMe chat and we started reaching out to a bunch of different schools. We were like, our goal is to get one to two people from every high school. And we, we did it. We got, a bunch of people we, like Nightdale and like all those yeah, yeah. and it, it was too much we had about 50 to 60 people in that yeah. chat and it grew too much but we started to like trim it down we started to organize we were planned ideas like hey what do you guys actually want to do all these types of things like what date and we started to figure those things out and then we split up into different committees so that we could plan different aspects of the whole event and that's pretty much like how that yeah, aspect how of it started. started. Yeah. How did you, um, cause I did see on Twitter when you made the announcement, which I was waiting for to see who the reps were going to be. I saw that you were unveiling that, but how did you decide or how did you know what you need in a committee? Like, how did you know? I mean, we kind of, we've, we kind of just had people sign up for committees at our first meeting and we would, we made like, um, different folders in the Google Drive and we initially like we had we had an executive board which would basically like oversee all the committee committees but um it kind of turned out that like in terms of our committees like the people who like wanted to work would work and yeah. so we basically had this core group of leaders who was working and taking control of basically all of the committees and so um, it, it was less of like a segmented effort and more of like, okay, we're all doing this together and we're all gonna communicate back with each other and maybe like allocate the tasks differently based on like what we feel like we have strengths in. Um, and then and then like I initially wasn't on exec board, but then I became on exec board after I like um, wrote the platform. She events. did a bunch of work and um, the whole, the way we started the whole exec board was the chat got really big, 60 people and a ton of messages and nothing was really getting done because everyone was just texting a bunch of stuff mm -hmm. and so then someone split up and made a little group called wake walks og for like the people who are there for the very beginning the very start <laughs> um and then so we started talking through there and then i was like we should add a lot of people who were more active and so we added reagan and lily and then some other people and i made for the groups i made a google form and which was a sign up so people could sign up for uh, three choices and list like what skills they could offer for those groups and then I made a Google uh, Google Doc that outlined all of the different groups and we assigned one person from exec to each group to be that group leader and then report back to the executive board so that, that way we could have a hierarchy and then the exec board also voted me and Peyton to be like the person the people to make the final decisions if we need any of those types of decisions so that we could have like layers so we can make sure that everything runs orderly and because you also need people that can see all of the stuff mm -hmm. like the big picture um, and that's pretty much it for those like some of our groups are press which I'm also the leader of for that one then logistics which is all the 
oh no, permits and those types <laughs> of things. I'm not on logistics, but I did the permit. Yeah, She's very proactive. It's, at this point, at this promotion, point, it's less yeah. about committees and promotion, more about like, who website. Wants to, yeah. yeah, a lot of it so is So what do you have? You have so you have your press. You have logistics, promotion, website, music, photos, doc, music, entertainment for like the actual like, like the speakers. speakers. Yeah. Then yeah. outreach for getting booths and organizations and speakers involved. Youth empowerment, which kind but of youth died. empowerment <laughs> fell through. Because a lot of those people, they got cut out. Like they, they just they didn't, had too much yeah. on their plate. Um, mm -hmm. But the whole idea of youth empowerment, we tried to infuse it into all the other groups. Since that didn't work out, it was all like doing research to make sure that our policies are research based, and um, they were going to lead the voter registration drives. So instead, we just incorporated that into logistics mm -hmm. and exec. Yeah. So we just yeah. have. We're going to gonna have a voter registration booth there too, because like a lot of us have held um, voter registration drives at schools as well. And what adults are helping? The only adults that are like working on it hand hand in hand is the 18 year olds in the group. Yeah. So, so you have so the oldest would be 18, mm -hmm. any senior, so. and then what's your youngest member? Sophomores. A sophomore. Yeah. Being proactive. So there's and 29 I mean, I like so really students. Good that are coordinating the event on April 20th. Yeah. Yeah, I think that there are like, what, nine or 11 execs? Or is it six? 12. 12? Right. 11, I might have. I think it's 11, because yeah. that one girl left. Yeah. So it's like, we're like the main like coordinators and then other people are like helping us with yeah. this stuff because like people are busy and stuff. Yeah. And it's Wake County, all the schools are in Wake County. Mm -hmm. And all so the, you have how many schools do you have so of the 16, high schools? 16. 16. for people who are directly like planning it but we have people that are very very interested a lot of different schools yeah. but and they would they ask like hey like we really want to help but at this point we already have Your like established yeah. things yeah. Yeah. so we're like close. just help promote yeah. and we can try to bring you into the fold for the future because we want to continue this whole right. like, project yeah. it shouldn't be over after, after the rally the rally is just a center point right now yeah, yeah. definitely and that, and so that kind of leads into my question of, can you talk a little bit about what you hope to accomplish on, um, on April 20th? I mean, we hope to put pressure on our legislators and to, to make sure that like this isn't like we're, we're marching and then we're not gonna do anything else. Like we, this is to make our statement and we're gonna keep pressuring you after and like to show, to show, um, basically the public that like this movement is really mostly run by teenagers and we're we're being intersectional and inclusive and we understand like like we we're responsible with our decisions and we like understand what um like repercussions they have and just kind of showing that like we we demand this change and um and then like kind of putting that into like tangible policy and then voting after once we get older too yeah um my whole thing is I'm very, I like to look and like research things before I'm gonna do them. So I've attended protests before. I was at the March for Science last year and I've like been politically active like that. But I wanted to make sure that if we're gonna do something, I want it to be the most effective thing. And some of my friends were telling me like, oh, well, what's a walkout gonna do? Or what is a having this type of rally gonna do? So then I started doing research and I looked at different things and there was this really good um, study published from Harvard and it was talking about how these types of events actually do change um, the political atmosphere of the place that they're held in, and they do change um, lawmakers' minds because of the whole grassroots effort. All these people are there, they're talking about this cause, they're passionate mm -hmm. about it, they engage, 
and they don't just talk and like they don't just attend there they talk to each other they connect with each other and they get more information about the different things they might get registered to vote and all those things and that's one of the main reasons we're having different booths that may not be directly related to gun reform but they're important issues and that are key to getting people civically engaged especially our generation teenagers because about four million millennials will turn 18 by the time um, in the time for the primaries and that's a big number so we really want to do our part in making sure that our generation is politically active does use their voice when they finally can get one can you talk a little mm -hmm. bit about what um, do you have an outline or an idea of what the events going to look like but we're gonna have speakers and then we're gonna break up the speakers with performances we have a from students yes from they're students. all student performers we have like slam poetry slam poetry spoken, spoken word, word. Um, student artists like it's Bands. all because yeah. different people can express their views in different ways so we also wanted to encourage student artists and stuff like that and right. a, at a lot of our school walkouts like i got complaints that it was just straight talking for 40 minutes and that it was boring to only listen to people talking so we are trying to get other things that would keep people there and keep them interested because we want them to hear every single speaker because all of them have a different perspective and they have a different story to tell. Mm -hmm. And are you going to have, is it um, only kids speaking? Are you going to have any adults? We have no. or both kids just... and external speakers. So we, we invited, um, so I went to the UNC for MSD rally and mm -hmm. um, there was like, I definitely like there was so I had mixed reviews about that rally because um, there the speakers were amazing but it did draw on a little bit too long so a lot of people did leave so but I I kind of could figure out like which of the speakers would be super cool to like have at our rally so I reached out to a lot of them and a lot of them are speaking so we have um, Mr. Alan Buenzi who's like a Chapel Hill um, City Council person um, and he spoke at UNC. Um, we have Allie Gutenberg. She's Jamie Gutenberg from Parkland's cousin, and I also um, my sister. She's my sister's count counselor um, at summer camp, so I could like kind of reach out to her personally. Um, and um, I got um, Senator Jay Chodari. Chodari, yes. Um, <laughs> Hard I to pronounce. always pronounce his name <laughs> wrong. Um, we're, we have Congressman, Congressman David Price. Price. Yeah. Um, also to kind of like make sure that we like emphasize like this movement is intersectional and we want the people who feel marginalized like their voices to be heard um we have we i invited um someone from both cd united who also spoke at unc um it's basically it's a gun violence prevention group in durham and they work in like the inner city like crime areas um with gun violence prevention and it's kind of showing that like yeah we definitely are coming from a place of privilege but um, we we want to like make sure that we're letting and elevating other voices and allowing other voices to be heard and like it's kind of standing stepping back and leaving room for these people who might mm -hmm. not feel like they have their stories have been told yet mm -hmm. and I think we're working on having a Virginia Tech survivor come speak we just found out about that today so wow. that's hopefully going to pan out because that would be really great to have yeah yeah and how long like so it starts at four Mm -hmm. And how long are you anticipating it? Ooh, uh, we're six thirty. Yeah, it might go a little bit longer. That. So, yeah. <laughs> so my next question is: um, so in I, I mean I, I I would guess that none of you really remember. I don't even think you were alive when Columbine happened, were you? No, no. it was right before I was born. Yeah. So Columbine, Sandy Hook. What makes 
Parkland's movement different and why do you feel like um, you know that, that, that now's the time to really get involved and start changing um, gun laws and things like that um, I personally think that our generation we've said that it's okay to speak your voice and it's like encouraged and at the time of Columbine I think that things were a little bit more black and white than they are now and like at this point we're like pushing for gay rights and like equality among races and stuff like that so I think at this point in time it's a lot more inclusive and we want everyone to step up and say what they want to say and the age of the students like Sandy Hook those kids were so young that like they could barely process what happened much less lead a nationwide movement mm -hmm. to prevent mm -hmm. it again and these kids like at our age we want to do something like with our time we're not in college yet to the point where like we are full-time students but we have a little bit of extra time in high school and it's like the perfect age because we're trying to get kids our age to vote because it's like the biggest group of voters that don't vote is like 18 to 24 yeah. so we yeah. want more yeah. half of millennials didn't vote in the past presidential yeah. also, election two words the internet we have so much potential um especially organizing through social media like if we didn't have the internet this would be <laughs> Impossible, yeah, it would nearly be impossible. Non-existent because it would be so hard to connect with people that are so far away. Because Wake County is one of the biggest counties in North Carolina, yeah. and also, um, for me personally, the day after the Parkland shooting, I opened Twitter. Unfortunately, like I do every morning, early in the morning, um, and I saw the video of Emma Gonzalez speaking, and you that just spoke just to me. It was it. chills because after all these different things, majority of the time. It's just, it's people mourning and it's people, like, because they're victims and that is their right. But this was the first time that I saw that they truly, very quickly, they stood up and they spoke out and they're like, no, no more. Yeah. No, and, uh, enough is enough, never again. And that really spoke to me. And so they became figureheads for the national movement and the way they speak, I don't know, it's just really passionate and it helps you feel connected to them. And that's why I think it's different because of the internet. So we can connect. They can spread their message. They don't have to rely on the press or anything else. They can just tweet things out in a moment and spread this news mm -hmm. and lead boycotts and lead these things. Because yeah. like how, how possible or how feasible would that be for people our age before this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it was interesting how like the Las Vegas shooting happened a few months before Parkland. And like the outrage was much quieter. Um, I think it was because the students in Parkland really stood up. And I mean, I can't even emphasize how hard it is to do that. Like you literally have to re-traumatize yourself by going through that, especially like the day after a shooting. Like I have so much admiration for those students and they like, they d did not have to do that. Like, and it wasn't their, like, it wasn't their right or their, like, they were not obligated to do that. And, um, and it was just amazing that like they were they were able to like put themselves out there and like re-traumatize themselves because they knew that like these laws in our country had to change and like meeting Sarah Chadwick and like Jacqueline Corrin like these are kids and they're my age and they like they're they're normal like teenage girls and they're just like me and just knowing that like they went through this and that they're now like national figures and that this could really just happen to any one of us like that just hits so close to home. Yeah, yeah. And how um, how do you how can students um, support you between starting today for the movement like what are you what are you looking for from students in Wake County from the surrounding counties um, we are doing a t-shirt fundraiser to um, support the 
<laughs> sorry, support the victims in Florida because we see so many GoFundMes and like we wanted to make an impact on someone's life because they shouldn't have to be paying these medical bills or these funeral costs. They shouldn't have been shot in the first place. So if a student is interested in helping out, we're selling t-shirts on Custom Ink. And that's really big because I want to see our money help them through something that they shouldn't have to go through anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the biggest thing that they can do is show up in November to vote. Like, mm -hmm. they need to vote. vote people out, and we're going to register voters. They've done it at schools. We're doing it on the 20th, and, like, they need to continue voting. And even for those that can't vote, like, email your senators, contact them, call them again Write and them again and again. Mm -hmm. Get educated on the issues, because I know so many people that don't really care about politics, or they, they get all their information from either one news source or mm -hmm. just their parents or something like that. And... That's not good. You need to educate yourself on these issues because they impact you. Like, mm -hmm. you never know. That could be you. Mm -hmm. Wake County is one of the safest school districts in the nation. Parkland was voted one of the safest cities in the nation. So that could have just as easily been Apex, Cary. Um, Holly Springs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think, um, and I, I don't want to, like, sound like I'm being condescending or anything, but um, I think to not... Like, to not care about politics is to come from a place of privilege. And, like, um, because you have the privilege of not caring, because these are literally policies that affect people's lives, and especially marginalized and, like, systemically oppressed groups of people. Um, and so just kind of, like, knowing that, like, yeah, you, like, you have the, like, I, I guess I could not care about politics and maybe be fine. But, but, like, some people can't afford that. And so we owe them, like, we have that responsibility to care about that, like, alongside other people and to like help other people like advocate for um like not speak for other people but to speak with other people and to like um and to like help those stories be told that aren't otherwise told mm. what can adults teachers specifically teachers um or any adults that um are listening to this what what do you need from us I think that they could listen to what we're saying a lot of adults chalk it up as we're kids we don't know what we're talking about like we're trying to change all these things, make these decisions, but we haven't lived long enough to know, and we have. Like, we've lived, I've lived for 18 years. I've lived through, not I've gone through, but like I've lived and seen all of these shootings take place, and they don't listen to us, not like some of them do. But like, the majority of adults just think that we're kids, and while we are kids, we're trying to change stuff. Like, they were kids too, and they wanted stuff changed. Like, it's no different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely, and I think like, in terms of teachers, um, just supporting our walkout movements, come maybe coming with us to show solidarity. I know some teachers at my school were asking about whether they could come with us, and I was like, yeah, totally. Like, um, we can't have all the teachers leave because then there wouldn't be school happening. But like, the teachers that aren't teaching classes are definitely going to come with us and show support. And I have a lot of um, teacher. Well, I have one teacher who's really partnering with me closely to make sure that this whole movement at my school does happen. So I think, yeah, just making sure that you're like showing solidarity with us. Yeah. I think that they could also continue the movement of ARMY with whatever yeah. they yes. need more of because, I mean, in my middle school, we didn't have enough chairs. We didn't have enough textbooks. We don't have textbooks that we can take home. They're class sets, and I don't know where the government is getting the money to arm teachers with guns because I'm pretty sure guns are expensive. <clears throat> they could be arming them with other things that would teach the generations to come, and I think that's a really important movement because, like, with the teacher strikes and, like, teachers aren't always listened to, 
and they are some of the most pivotal people in our country because they teach yeah. the youth. Yeah, and it's so important that um, we fund education in America because yeah. that's one of the that's how you're funding your future. If you fund yeah. education, if you fund the schools, if you give teachers money, I'm personally a big advocate for increasing teacher pay because yes. they do not get paid Preach. enough <laughs> um, by far because oh they're doing goodness. some of the most important jobs yes. in the country. They're literally educating our future doctors, our future lawyers, our future presidents. Our future teachers too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. Um, if you want to like support our movement, support the students, listen to our voices, follow our Twitter. You keep um, educating people, you know, what you do best. Because you're doing one of the most important <laughs> yeah, jobs yeah. in the country. Yeah. And so you, you mentioned Twitter. So your Twitter handle is at whywakewalks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the website is... Whywakewalks.com. Whywakewalks.com. Why mm-hmm. Is there an Instagram or Facebook yeah, or There's anything? also an Instagram and Facebook. Um, Just whywakewalks. Why it's the same thing okay. universally. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. And as far as um, Friday, next mm-hmm. Friday, April twentieth, mm-hmm. it's um, Halifax Mall yes. in yeah. Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Four p.m. Four p.m., which is located right downtown, pretty much. Yeah, it's by it's the right, legislative yeah. building. It's right behind it. Okay. And you still are looking for funds and to support yes. that. And booths. Like if and anyone booths. listening wants a booth, if they have an organization that they would like to reach out to the yeah. youth, we would love. It can be like we have like Planned Parenthood. We have um, um, Wake Team Teen Democrats. ACLU. Um, so I'm gonna I'm probably hopefully gonna pick up some Know Your Rights cards from ACLU because they can't do a Those booth, but they wanted me to pick some up. So I'm gonna contact Miss um, Turner. She's like the outreach director about that. And then we also have like Planned Parenthood. Um, Carolina Jews for Justice is doing something. We have North Carolina Coalition of Churches, I think. Oh, and see Council of Churches. Council of Churches. And yeah. then Sandy have, Hook Promise will have like yeah. brochures and stuff like that. And we have um, a lot of different organizations, but even if you, like this, a lot of these organizations lean pretty far left, but we're also very, very open to maybe organizations that still support gun reform, but maybe lean, uh, lean right, because we're trying to have this be inclusive. So if you have any organization or student organization or anything, and you'd like to have a booth, um, contact our email, ywakewalks at gmail.com. And yeah, that's pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, and I know like in terms of um, the conservative movement and gun reform, um, one of a big, like a big uh, standpoint of gun reform, like from the conservative perspective is um, gun violence restraining orders because um, I've, I was talking to some of my more conservative friends at my school and they were saying that like it really it, it um, prioritizes both individual liberty which is definitely like um, on the conservative platform and then also like um, and then also having like second amendment rights because you're not necessarily taking someone's gun away but you're you're also like um, making sure that like a complaint is followed through and that someone has the individual liberal liberty to like file a complaint too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is a, it's just amazing sitting and talking to you and how much you have um, coordinated, how much thought you've put into it from the research, from um, you know getting all the schools together, talking about being inclusive and raising everybody's voice. So very, very impressed. Thank with you. all of you very very impressed and hopefully we'll see a lot of people at why yes. wake walks next friday right april 20th yeah so is there anything else before we go are you good thank you so much for having yeah. us thank you, thank you.